Welcome to Center Ice. I'm Mac. Matt's with me here as always. We've got a lot of fun planned for you today. But just before we get into it, here is a great message from the one and only Doc Emmerich. Yesterday marked a month since our last NHL game. I consider what the last month has brought some learning for me. I will have gone from what I felt I needed to be safe. Provisions from food to hand sanitizer. Everyone needs to stay home from work if they can. To listening to that voice outside to forget what I wanted by tucking in and then recently putting on what earlier seemed really klutzy, a mask. I found even the Ted Williams statue outside Fenway Park had a mask on it to show what was right. And then collectively further going outward to thanking daily with words or applause or that 7 p.m. salute of sirens and horns. Those who couldn't tuck in and wore their masks and all that gear with such courage. We are strong and united and will not give up in the fight to save lives. And over this month, I learned that credit cards were less germy than cash, and even millionaires. I'm going to donate a million dollars. And those with very little are generous. I'll have $900 saved up. And now we also have, if you collect bobbleheads, one of Dr. Fauci. But my dream is when all of us who travel and eventually get to a TV truck, or maybe we get to an announce booth for that long-awaited next game, and we look down at the start and the players are lined up on the blue lines and the lights are down and the spotlights are on. There will be a moment of silence, perhaps in an arena empty, and then a ceremonial puck drop that will involve a doctor or a nurse or some other hero or a virus survivor or sadly a virus victim's family and then that heartening applause if there are fans or stick taps by the players reserved for those who have sacrificed in a way that has nothing to do with sports. And then the introduction of the anthem and I imagine the vocalist will have help from the crowd if there is one and our professionals in the truck will show the flag and the singer and those nervous players bobbing back and forth at the bench. Maybe some service personnel on the ice and a salute. And after that, if we can keep it together, a deep breath, and finally we get to do what we can do after all the time. Help people appreciate what they've been waiting to see and being so grateful to all who helped us to get there. What a joyful day that will be for us, because finally, we get to help. That's what I'm dreaming of. And yet it cannot happen before it's time. And while we all wait and do what we can, even though it may seem like so little, I wish you a good and safe Easter and Passover. Well, Matt, what a what a recording. Ugh, scratch that.
what a message that was from Doc Emmerich. And I think for him, his perspective really changed on what he needs, who means the most to our society. Like, it's funny because when we're living our lives as they normally are, it's hard to think about these things because we're just used to things being a certain way, right? But then when we're forced into quarantine and we realize how important these these workers are that work in, whether it's police officers, firefighters, healthcare workers, all these people who are putting themselves at risk to try and um, save as many people as possible is truly amazing. And I think it's funny when we grow up, we think the superheroes are the superheroes in, in comic books and movies and TV shows, but really those are the superheroes, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah. If Marvel were to ever make a movie off of real life superheroes, I think that um, the story that is being written right now in hospitals around the world would make any superhero jealous. All right. So, as we mentioned on our Twitter page, this is our Seattle expansion draft show where basically we are drafting as if we are Ron Francis and the Seattle team, which will be drafting not this year, but next year. And we're going to run through all the teams. We will separate the show into two parts, one part for the Eastern Conference, one for the West. So let's get rolling on the Eastern Conference, starting the Atlantic Division with the Boston Bruins. Yeah, let's jump right into the Boston Bruins here, Matt. Now we're going to start off with our protected list before we get into our picks. And for Boston, there's a lot of gimmies right off the bat here, Matt. You've got the no movement clauses, which means Bergeron, Marchand, and Coyle are off the bat right away. And then to fill out the remaining forward group here, Matt, I ended up protecting I ended up protecting Casa, Richie. Corelli to round things out. And then on the defensive front, that's where it got a little trickier for me, Mac. And I wouldn't be surprised if it got trickier for you too, because Austin has such a good depth for defensemen. And you and I have talked about this off the show before, Mac, that Austin's going to have a real tough time keeping their or their defensive core together because it's just so deep. So for me, after some real debate, Mac, I ended up protecting Krug, McAvoy, and Carlo. But, you know, you can make a real good case for any of these defenders. I left Chara off the protected list, even though he's the heart and soul of the Boston Bruins at this point, because Ron Francis has a conscience. He's not going to take Zidane Chara, not at his age. And he knows that Zidane Chara means so much to that franchise. And then, of course... When it comes to goaltending, you're going to protect Tuka Rask. Yeah, I had a pretty similar list. I went Bergeron, Marchand, Coyle, Pasternak, Kasha, Anders Bjork, Jake DeBrusque, and then the same defense as you protected, as well as Tuka Rask. I think Boston finds a way to keep Krug. I do think that means moving maybe Krejci and DeBrusque or some other players, but to me, he's too important to their team. And if they lose him, you're going to have a really hard time replacing him because as good as a guy like Brandon Carlo is, he's not a Tory Krug. No, so, you're right. Um, 
yeah, let, let's get into our picks. For me, there were only kind of three or four good options for Ron Francis here, but I think ultimately we went with the same guy, didn't we? Yeah, I think we did. I ended up going with Matt Grizzly. I think he's the best of the defenders that will get left off the protected list in this scenario. And Grizzly, not much to say about this guy. He's a great defenseman and has been a real staple in Boston the past few seasons. And he's only 26, so he's still relatively young. And he's an RFA this summer, so Boston will certainly try to keep him. But I think even when they get to keep him, I don't think he uh, he's going to demand too, too much in terms of salary. So he's a solid defenseman. I think he'll come in at a good price and he'll be a good foundation for that defensive core in Seattle. Yeah, totally agreed. I've got Grizzlick as well. So let's move on to Tampa Bay. 7-3-1. Yeah, I went 7-3-1 here, Mac. All right, so let's compare. I've got Stamkos, Kucherov, Point, Sorelli, Palat, Gord, Coleman, Hedman, McDonough, Sergachev, Vasilevsky. That's who I have, Mac. Easy as that. <laughs> All right, so we talked about this before we were starting the show. This is another pick where you really can't go wrong. Uh, for me, it was between kind of a veteran like a Tyler Johnson or an Alex Killorn or a Barkley Goodrow or a young defenseman like Cal Foote. And ultimately, I went with Cal Foote. Not an easy decision, but a lot of talent there. And again, it's it's one of those situations where he's there's really no risk at all, I would say. Um, he's come up, I think he's in the AHL this season, so he's developed well. Of course, his... Uh, brother Nolan is an up-and-coming star as well, so I went with him with my pick. Well, I think that's a very good pick, Mac. And as you said, Tampa is one of those teams where it's hard to go wrong with really any of the players that they have available. I ended up going with Barkley Goodrow, Mac, because I wanted to there to have some cap flexibility on my team. And Barkley Goodrow is a guy where he's not going to demand a whole lot of salary. He's going Current contract is only $925,000, and he's kind of had a bit of an up-and-down career. He's had some years where he's been really, really good, and he's had some years where he's had some injury problems and has kind of fallen down the depth chart in San Jose. But I think that a change of scenery is something that Barkley Goodrow needed, and I think that if he's given a bigger role on a team, he certainly has the talent to put up some good numbers, and I think that you couldn't go wrong with picking a guy like Goodrow. Yeah, that's a great pick. Well said. Okay, let's move on to the Toronto Maple Leafs. 7-3-1. I believe we had the same list, so I'll just name mine real quick here. Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Taveras, Hyman, Kapanen, Janssen, Muzzin, Riley, Dermott, Anderson. Yeah, that's who I protected, Mac. All Three. right, so let's, <laughs> let's get into the pick. Um this was a tough one for me because it's always tough losing someone off your favorite team. But at the same time, it's not like we're losing anyone huge. So who did you end up going with here? I ended up going with Jack Campbell, Mac. Uh, I needed a goaltender. And I, and my thought process was, is I've got a really good starting goaltender. And we'll get into that later in the show. But I wanted to get a solid backup option. And Jack Campbell has been that for really all of his career 
And his stats are pretty good, too. You look at his stats in Toronto this year, a 285 goals against average to pair it with a 915 save percentage in six games played with the Leafs. That's pretty good. And it's about the same in L.A. And remember that L.A. team struggled for most of the year up until around the trade deadline where they've really exploded towards the suspension of the season. But I think that Jack Campbell, a good backup option, a a low-risk option, he's not going to ask for a whole lot of money. And he's also one of those guys where if your main goaltender is out for an extended period of time, you can bring him in and he'll be able to crunch a bunch of games for you. Yeah, I agree. That's a, that's a great pick. Um, for me, it was between him, Kerfoot, and Jeremy Brocko. I went with Brocko because, again, he's kind of what they're looking for. Uh, Kerfoot, while he's a good player, you're paying, I think it was $3.5 million for him. I don't know if he's really worth that. So I went with Brocko, and let's move on to the Florida Panthers. Yeah, let's move on to Florida. Florida, one of those teams where they're in the unfortunate situation, in my opinion, Matt, where regardless of how you play this out, whether you go the 8-1 or 7-3-1, I think you're going to end up losing a guy that's pretty darn good. And this rings very similar to what happened to Florida a couple years ago with the uh, Vegas expansion draft. So I'll run through my protected list rather quickly here, Matt. Of course, you're going to protect Jonathan Huberdeau and and Keith Yandel because they have the no movement clauses. Now, to run down the rest of the forwards here, I protected Barkov, Hoffman, Dadanov, Connolly, Vitrano, and Noel Achari to round out the forwards. And then the other two defensemen I protected were Ekblad and Mark Seisk. And then, of course, you're going to protect Sergei Barbrovsky because he's got that no movement clause. Sorry, who was that last defenseman you said? Mark Seiss. Feisk, excuse me. I don't know who that is. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt your flow here. Anyway, um, okay. Uh, I had a pretty similar list as well. Barkov, Huberto, Hoffman, Connolly, Dadnov, Borgstrom, Vitrano, Ekblad, Yandel, Matheson, and of course Bobrovsky. A couple things to mention. Hoffman and Dadnov are both UFAs this summer. So you may see them keep someone like Eric Halla and Nolachari, as you mentioned, instead. Um, so let's get into the pick here. For me, this was only between two guys. And I have changed my mind on this pick, Matt. All right. I want to hear it. It's a- I'm going with the vet, Anton Strahlman. Because, again, he, you have lots of cap space. His contract's not an issue. And he is a proven veteran that can be a shutdown defenseman for you. He's played on so many good teams. And as much as I was tempted by the young goaltender Montembeau, I have to go with Strollman. No, Montembeau certainly is tempting, Mac. I ended up going with a different goaltending prospect later on in the draft. But I ended up going with Michael Matheson if Florida leaves him exposed. And you know how Florida operates, Matt. There's a, a real possibility that he might be left exposed. There's no reason why Ron Francis is going to pass on a guy with this level of talent. Just look at his stats through the years. 
health has been a bit of an issue the past couple seasons. But, you know, he's still relatively young. He's 26 years old. And his contract is a decent one, too. And I think he's only getting better. Defensemen do take a little longer to develop. So I think if a guy like Matheson is available, you obviously take him. Yeah, he could be. That's definitely a possibility. I mean, they like Strawman a lot, but they like Matheson as well. They're going to have a tough decision to make. So let's move on to the Montreal Canadiens. Um, I went 7-3-1, although I was tempted to do 8-1. I just, there's too many forwards that they could lose here. And I think losing one of those young defensemen is not the end of the world. And if you have if you have a bunch of young defensemen, that's a luxury. And uh, yeah, so I'll get right into my list here: Domi, Kotkaniemi, Tatar, Gallagher, Druen, Lekkinen, Armia. Then on D, Weber, Petrie, Flurry, and of course Carey Price. Yeah, that's who I protected as well, Mac. Uh, certainly, there was a bit of debate in there, but those are the main guys that Montreal likes, and I think those are the guys that. Bergevin would protect. All right, let's get into the pick. Yeah, for my pick from Montreal, if my notes will pop up here, I have it on a Google Doc. You know how it is, Max. So just give me a, a second. How about you go with your pick? Well, the internet. Uh, I went with I went with the young defenseman Noah Jolson, and this is going to hurt for Montreal a few a few years from now because I think this is a really talented. Young defenseman, again, you're going to lose for nothing. Uh, but as I said, fortunately, you have Flurry. Maybe you'll protect Mete. I think one of those two is going to be lost, or potentially two, um, depending what you do via the trade market, etc. Um, it'll be a really interesting offseason for Montreal. And really, I think... If Montreal can't make some progress next year, I really don't see Bergevin continuing as the GM. Yeah, that's a real possibility. Uh, I know he's been on the hot seat for uh, quite a while, and Montreal, they want to start seeing some results. Now, I've got my pick up here, Mac, and I ended up going with a young defenseman as well. I went with Cal Fleury. I think that he's another one of Montreal's young defensive prospects. He's had a good junior career. He's had some decent stats in Laval, despite Laval struggling. And I think that he could be a real good addition to Seattle if Ron Francis chooses to go that route. He will be a little bit of a project. He's got a lot of potential, but he's still quite young. He's just 21 years old. So that'll play into it as well. And as long as Ron Francis is patient with some of my picks, I think that they will certainly pay off in the long run. So I'm assuming the only difference on our list was you protected Victor Mete instead of Fleury, correct? Yeah, I protected Mete. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, again, I don't think you can go wrong with any of those potentially three young defensemen that are available. I really think, unless you're looking for someone like a Paul Byron, who's also a darn good player, um, you're definitely going with the defenseman there. So on to Buffalo. And... This was also tough because really, uh, after like the first four or five, it, it was tough. I, I didn't really know which direction I was going. I do think that Buffalo is going to make some significant moves in the offseason. I don't know what those moves will be. 
But let's get into the list. Of course, you've got to project Eichel. Skinner has the no movement clause. Victor Olofsson is a really good young forward. You have to protect him. Tage Thompson, Sam Reinhart, Rasmus Asplund, Casey Middlestat, Rasmus Dahlin, Brandon Montour, Rasmus Ristolainen, and Linus Allmark. Yeah, I kind of went a similar route as well, Mac. There are a few differences on mine. I protected Eichel, Skinner. I protected Johansson. I protected Sabaka. I protected Middlestadt and Olofsson. And then on the defensive end, I went Montour, Ristolainen, and did you know, Mac, the first time I went through this, I actually left Darlene exposed. <laughs> you actually pointed <laughs> that out to me. And as soon as I it did... It happens. Uh, it happens. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's lot just... of players to go through. It's easy to forget sometimes. And you, and you know, as a closeted Buffalo fan that you claim I am, Mac, <laughs> how could <laughs> I forget about Rasmus Darlene? <laughs> it's okay. And, I forgive you. And look, I think we're both closeted Buffalo fans here. You and I... We, we like the fans, we like the team, we love the play-by-play guys. What's not to love about Buffalo, even if they are technically rivals in the division? Yeah, totally. All right, let's get into the pick. Yeah, and then for my pick here, Mac, I ended up going with... It didn't save my pick here on my notes. That's quite odd. But anyways, I ended up going with, sorry, Mac, there we go. My eyesight isn't that good. It's late night. I'll edit that out. Anyways, I ended up going with Sam Reinhart, Mac. I think that there's a chance he gets exposed. And I know Buffalo's high on him. But once again, it's one of those situations where if a guy like Reinhart gets exposed, I don't see why you don't go with him. He's had a decent career. His stats have been kind of up and down. But... Injuries have played into it as well. And, of course, playing on a pretty bad Buffalo team doesn't help either. Yeah, there is a possibility he's left out there uh, because they also have guys like Marcus Johansson and Dominic Cahoon that they may want to keep. So we'll see what happens. I went with a defenseman. I went with Jake McCabe. Proven top four. um, Fairly young. Decent contract. Uh, not a difficult pick here, in my opinion, for Ron Francis. No, I, I think McCabe could be a real possibility for Ron Francis to take. Uh, I'm a McCabe fan. I think he's a real good stay-at-home defenseman as well. But it, it depends on the needs of Ron Francis, right? And that's something that we won't really get to know until we get to the actual expansion draft. Right. Okay, on to the Ottawa Senators. Um, 7-3-1? Yeah, I went 7-3-1. And, of course, this is a team that I'm not a closeted fan of, Mac. It's very well known (laughs) at this point that I am an Ottawa Senators fan. And this is the one where I can provide some insight into. And you and I have slightly different opinions on this one. I ended up protecting Connor Brown. Anthony Duclair. Now, Anthony Duclair, Mac, uh, you and I have had our conversations off the show about him, and I think Anthony Duclair is going to get a two- or three-year deal from Ottawa over the offseason. I think Pierre Dorian really likes what Duclair can bring, and I think as, as long as Anthony Duclair uh, is getting some motivation from DJ Smith 
and he's got that chemistry with guys like Brady Kachak, I think that it could be a real good situation for him. He's usually good for 40 points a year, and obviously he can. He certainly has the skill and the potential to go higher than that. And then, of course, you're going to protect Brady Kachuk. I protected Logan Brown as well. I protected Schlopik, and Drake Batherson rounds out my forward group, along with Colin White. I forgot about Colin White. And Colin White is one, Mac. I might actually see them leaving exposed depending on how he performs next year because mm. obviously he signs that new contract here over the summer last year and he didn't perform all that well this year but injuries played a part in that and I think that it might have just been a fluke and if he can start putting up points again like he was towards the end of the season this year I think that they're that they'll protect him and on the defensive front, I protected Zaitsev, Borowiecki, and Thomas Shabbat. Uh, and the goalie? Oh, yes, the goaltender. I protected Anders Nielsen. I had a bit of a debate between Marcus Hogberg and Anders Nielsen, and I ended up going with Nielsen. He's still the better goaltender. But Hogberg has shown a lot of promise here in Ottawa with Nielsen being out, and they might just go protect Hogberg. Right. Um, pretty similar list for me. Kachuk, White, Declare, Batherson, Logan Brown, Vitaly Abramov, Chris Tierney, Thomas Shabbat, Mark Borowiecki. Did I say there that you right? Go. <laughs> yeah, Maxime you got it right. And Philip Gustafson. So there were some tough decisions here. Like you said, I had to pick between Hogberg, Nielsen, and Gustafson. I didn't protect Connor Brown. I didn't protect Bobby Ryan. I didn't protect Mikel Bodker. And one of the guys I picked, actually, for Ron Francis, I didn't protect as well. So let's get into that. Yeah. So my pick for Ottawa, Mac, is I ended up going with Chris Tierney. He's a 25-year-old center. He's put up decent numbers here in Ottawa, and I think that he would slide in very nicely as a second or third-line center in Seattle, and he's pretty consistent points-wise, and he's still a pretty young guy, as I mentioned, just 25 years old, and he's coming up on his RFA this offseason, and I don't think he'll get that big of a raise, but he's got a lot of skill, and I think he's got some potential that is still untapped, and, you know, we've seen lots of late bloomers in centers before, and there's the potential that Chris Tierney could be that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's finish off the division and move on to the Detroit Red Wings. Um, 7-3-1? Yeah, 7-3-1. All right, uh, I'll read off my list real quick. There's a couple no-doubters for me. Larkin, Mantha, Bertuzzi, Chalowski, Hironik. Then after that, it was <laughs> a toss-up, so I ended up going like young-young, thinking that he's not going to leave basically all those veterans with contracts he's going to leave available with the exception of very few of them. So I've got Rasmussen, Svechnikov, Fabry, Smith, Giovanni Smith, that is, Gustav Lindstrom, and then Jonathan Bernier. That is a very young list. I, I'm not quite sure how Geiserman is going to approach this. I, going to be very interesting to see what he does i certainly think he's going to try and deal some of these 
big contracts before the expansion draft gets going. For me, uh, I ended up protecting Dylan Larkin. I protected Avocator. I protected Mantha. I protected Gagne. I protected Svechnikov as well. I protected uh, Dimitro, and I protected the Kaiser, Erickson, and Trevor Daly. But lots and lots of debate among Detroit because... Obviously, Detroit's got some big contracts. They've got a few guys that they probably want to keep, but Detroit's a hard team to judge, Mac. Yeah, they are. But if you look at their cap situation, Sam Gagne comes off the books. He's at 2.835 this year. Jonathan Erickson finally comes off the books at age 36, 4.25 this year. Trevor Daly as well, 3.166 this year. All of those guys, as well as Jimmy Howard with $4 million, all off the books. So that creates a lot of cap space for this Detroit Red Wings team. And I have to believe that as much as Steve Eiserman likes the fact that his team is tanked, I think it's been a little bit embarrassing at times. And I do see him bringing in some veterans here. Like, you have to, don't you? Yeah, I think you do. You can't have multiple seasons like this. Detroit this season was an absolute embarrassment. Mm. If you look at the standings, and I know a lot of us do, there's every other team in the league, and then there's Detroit just miles behind all the other teams that we assumed would be tanking this year. L.A., Ottawa, New Jersey, they're miles ahead of Detroit. Yeah, yeah. So I think we actually picked the same guy here, Adam Ernie. That's right? That's right. I picked Adam Ernie. Not a whole lot pick from but you know you take the best of what what's available yeah so we have the metropolitan division just after this quick break coming up for you next we're finished with the atlantic division let's move on to the metro yeah washington capitals all right this was one of the easier lists for me as well (laughs) yeah let's hear your protected (laughs) list and you know, I think this is going to be one where it's pretty similar. Yeah. Alex Ovechkin, Nicholas Backstrom, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Tom Wilson, Jacob Brana, TJ Oshie, Lars Zeller on defense, John Carlson, Dmitry Orlov, Michael Kempney, and Ilya Samsonov in net. Well, Mac, that's who I have uh, exactly. <laughs> well, think... there you go. And you know what? Washington was one of the pretty easy teams to protect because you know who the star players are going to protect are. Yep. Just think and core then, players, basically, like who they've had for a long time in their cup window. Exactly. Now, Mac, who did you end up taking for Washington? This was tough because, first of all, Kovalchuk is going to sign somewhere else and he won't be available from Washington. Holpe is also going to sign somewhere else. I didn't really want a guy like Hagelin or Ponick. I didn't really want Dylan. So then you're left with Jonas Siegenthaler, the young defenseman, or Radko Gouda. So again, thinking the young team, I went with Siegenthaler here. Ah, you see, I went with Gudis. I, I totally get why you go with Siegenthaler here, Mac. And I think that you can make a good case for both. But I went with Gudis. 
I think he's the more proven player. And I think as much as I'm trying to go young and you're trying to go young, you do have to have some proven defensemen on there. And I think Radko Gudis does fit that description. So a, t- a bit of a tougher decision than I thought it was going to be, I'll admit. But absolutely, uh, I think that either one you, you can't really go wrong with. Yeah, speaking of defensemen, this team has a boatload of them. Let's move on to the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, yeah. Now, the the Flyers, this was one you and I, I'm pretty sure we were talking about last night, Mac, because the Flyers are going to have a lot of guys left exposed because of their deep defense. And let's go through that list right now. Sorry, Mac, my internet's being... Super slow tonight, so you know. <laughs> no worries. So yeah. let's start out. Let's start out with the no doubters, right? Claude yeah. Giroux. You're Claude not moving Giroux. your captain. Sean Couturier, perennial yeah. Selkie Trophy finalist. Hopefully, he wins this year. By the way. Yeah, I think that he. he, he I did. Certainly... I did protect Kevin Hayes as well. All right. Uh, I did as well, mostly because of the no movement clause. That's those new movement clauses can be tricky. And, and there's never and now the top decision for me was between JVR and Voracek. And I ended up going JVR here. I did too. <laughs> and then I've got the, the uh plethora of young forwards with Nolan Patrick, Oscar Lindblom, and Travis Konechny to round it out. Hmm. I actually left some of their younger forwards exposed, but I'll admit not an easy decision, right? Yeah. Not an easy decision at all. And then on defense, I want to hear your defense as well, Mac, because defense, it doesn't get any easier. Did, sorry, no. excuse me. Philly has a great defenseman as well. So let's hear, the, let's hear who you protected. Well, we both got Ivan Provorov. He's fabulous. Yeah, that's, um, that's and then this is, like you said, it gets tough here. I went with the two young defensemen, Philip Myers and Travis Sanheim. Hmm. I, I think it, that's uh, some good protections there, Matt. I ended up protecting Shane Gothisberg. I think that he's proven and tough, tough, to, tough decisions, Mac. And then yeah. I, yeah. excuse me, I protected Philip Myers. Right, and of course Provorov, right? Yeah, of course you're going to protect Provorov. And then Carter Hart, and then, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm kidding around, then, you know. And then Carter Hart and that. So let's just talk about who they could take here. I figure one of these young defensemen is going to be up for grabs. Then you've got yeah. Voracek, who I don't know if you touch with a 10-foot pole, to be honest. You've got another good young forward and Scott Lawton, who I don't know if they're going to be able to keep. And then you've got some veteran defensemen who, for me, I left Gostaspare available. And then you've got Matt Niskanen and Justin Braun. And I ended up going with Gostaspare because, like you said, as much as you want young players, you need some proven guys in there. And although he's been a little bit inconsistent his past few seasons, he's got the track record. And he could really benefit from a change of scenery. So I've got Seattle taking Gostaspear here. Well, I think that's a solid pick, Mac. And, you know, for me, it was tempting. 
And if he was available, which I protected him. But for me, I ended up taking Robert Hag. I think that they... There's another good young defenseman that they have. Yeah. I didn't even mention him. Jesus. Exactly. That there's another... There's a defenseman. And for me, he was the odd one out. Regardless of how you cut it, Mac, there's going to be an odd young defenseman left out. And I think that Ron Francis will happily go with the young, proven defenseman who puts up decent point totals in the NHL. Robert Egg has had to deal with some injuries this year, so his points total is about half of what it usually is. But chalk that up to injury. I think that not only is Robert Egg a guy that is very good on the defensive end, he's good at moving the puck, and he can get a good points total as well. All right. Nicely done. On to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, Again, now this, Pitt- this list, um, I would say to start it was easy, and then it got a little tricky. Mm-hmm. You're right. Like, it, it, like we've got, you've got Sidney Crosby, Malkin, Jake Gensel, and a guy like Patrick Hornquist, who is invaluable, in my opinion. You've got Latang. And then I think you protect the young goaltender Ajari because I don't think Matt Murray's coming back to Pittsburgh. Um, no, I protect Ajari as well. But then really, like, I think Brian Rust warrants being protected because he's just a really good player for them. But again, this is a team that is going to lose someone quite good. And, like, you have to protect your new acquisition and Jason Zucker. The same thing with Brandon Tanev. So those are the forwards I ended up going with. And then I've got as well as Marcus Pedersen and Brian Dumoulin on defense with Chris Letang, of course. And I mentioned Tristan Jari and Nett, but a lot of good players available for Seattle here. Yeah, you're right. Uh, a lot of very good players. And for me, I ended up th- taking Jack Johnson. Now, look, I was super, super tempted by a lot of these players, Mac. But I'll go back to the ad, as you and I have said a couple of times now. Yeah, you want to build a young team, but you also need some... You, you also have to remember, Mac, among all this, you also need to have a certain amount of contracts that will go past... I forget what the requirement is, but I think it's contracts that go past the 2022 season. So that comes into it a little bit as well. And for me, I, ha- I admittedly had to fill in some of that requirements to get the team greenlit by the app friendly expansion draft simulator. And I ended up protecting, uh, I ended up taking Jack Johnson to fill, fill that need, but also to, Jack Johnson, I think that uh, proven defenseman, he's been on Pittsburgh for a little while and a veteran defenseman who can help some of the younger defensemen that I've picked. Yeah, I went with uh, Nick Bukestad, um, an interesting young forward who, remember, once upon a time, he was a highly valued forward for the Florida Panthers. And he's had some injury problems, but I still believe in the player. And, you know, he's 27 years old. Maybe he's a late bloomer. Um, I went with Bukestad. I was bouncing between Bukestad and Murray, but, again, I feel someone's going to take Matt Murray uh, and sign him as a free agent this summer. So he's out of the picture. Um, the other guy I thought about here, Matt, is Jared McCann. But again, he's he's an RFA 
this summer, so that makes things a little tougher. Anyway, I went with Bukestad. Yeah, I think that was a a solid pick there, Mac. As I mentioned, I probably would have gone with a better player if I didn't have to make the minimum requirements here. But but still, you know, Pittsburgh's still losing a solid defenseman, and and uh, a guy like Ron Francis can certainly um, make some moves. And the other thing you have to remember, Mac, and I noticed this picking my team and protecting players, is that a lot of these a lot of players don't have contracts going beyond 2022 right now because remember that was that was when the CBA was set to expire. It was expected to expire around then. Obviously, they've ratified and got a new deal, and players want didn't want their contract going through the lock a potential lockout and renegotiations of the CBA. So if the cap went up exponentially or they ended up getting more money, they have that flexibility to negotiate a new contract when more money is available. So that's why a lot of players don't have contracts going beyond 2022 right now. Obviously, we're going to see that fill in as the expansion draft gets closer. So more options will be available to Ron Francis that meet that requirements as the expansion draft draws closer. Yeah, and we will we will review our picks and probably do this again because why not? This is so much fun to do. Just play armchair GM like we're the GM of the Seattle whatevers. Um, let's move on to the Carolina Hurricanes. This is an interesting one because I don't think they're protecting a whole lot of forwards here. Yeah, you're right, but... Well, for me, I, I do take all seven forwards because yeah, you want to protect your three Interesting. Interesting. Okay, I let's hear it. Let's hear it, All Matt. right, well, I, I think you, you, here are the obvious ones, Mac. You're going to protect Sebastian Ajo. You just re-signed him to a long-term deal. You, you really like what he brings to the table. I don't think he's going to get moved. I, you, you have to t- protect Mer- Excuse me. Jordan Stahl, because he's got the no-movement clause. Mm-hmm. And I don't see him waving it. I protected Tiro Teravainen. Mm-hmm. I protected Vincent Trocek, because mm-hmm. he gave up a lot for him, and I don't think they want to lose him. I think you... you obviously, you're going to protect Fetch. Yep. <laughs> he's, one, he's one of your young players that you really don't want to lose. I protect... Here's an interesting one. I did end up protecting Mac, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. I ended up protecting Warren Fogel. Interesting, yeah. I know. Very interesting. But I think that Warren Fogel has done some good stuff down in Carolina. He's still a young forward, just 24 years old. And I could see absolutely seeing that, see them protect him if he continues to improve the way he does. And then... Last but not least, I protected Nino Nino Niederreiter. That one was one I debated as well. I can completely yeah. get why I can completely get why Carolina may not protect all the forwards that they want. I but I can I think they're gonna go the typical route of seven forwards, three Ds, one goalie. So those were the seven I ended up protecting, and not. Easy choices, in my opinion, but I think those are the types. I think those are what they're going to make. Now, on defense, because I did the 7-4 route, Mac, I can only protect three defensemen. Yep. So, 
So now you get now I get into some tough choices here, right? And right. I ended up protecting Dougie Hamilton, yeah. Jacob Slavin, and I yeah. think that they and since they just acquired him and got him and resigned him, I, I think you take Brady Shea. Young yeah. defenseman and Brady Shea, great player. I don't see them exposing him. And then on the goaltending front, I ended up protecting Peter Mrazek. I was I, that was one where I debated as well, but I think Peter Mrazek is the younger goaltender. I think he can be the better goaltender when when he's healthy and playing to his maximum potential. But you know, you can make an argument for a different goaltender like James Reimer if you wanted to. So I, I'm really curious to hear what your moves were, Mac. You know, I'll admit at first I was thinking seven three one, and, and I did this a, a few times. I ran through this exercise uh, protecting these players for Carolina, but I ended up going eight one because they've got so many good defensemen, and particularly there's a couple guys you don't want to lose. I don't think you can lose Brett Pesci or Brady Shea. So because of that, and because knowing how they're built, how they operate, I went with four forwards, four defensemen, and one goalie. Mm. So you've got was- Aho, like you mentioned, Taravainen, Svech, Jordan Stahl has the no-movement clause, and then on D, Hamilton, Slavin, Shea, Pesci, Morazic, and Ned. Interesting. If, this is one where you and I differ quite a bit, eh? This was tough, I'll, I'll admit, because at first, like I said, I was tempted. Maybe they can afford to lose a Brett Pesci, but then I was like, I don't know, knowing that team and how much they love defensemen. And remember, defensemen on the trade market are some of the most valuable commodities in the league by far. So I figure... Even if you ended up trading, let's say, a Brett Pesci, you would get a boatload in return for him. Exactly. And that's why, to transition into the players we picked, that's why I took him. And I think Carolina, is a, like a lot of teams, is in that situation where regardless of how you play this out, you're going to lose someone valuable. And yep. Yep. in my simulated world, that ends up being Brett Pesci. Now, on my... On my team, you'll note, notice when I send it to you, Mac, that I have 14 defensemen. Now, that's more than you need. But as you mentioned, defensemen take a, are very valuable in the trade market. I could see Ron Francis flipping some of these guys to get some good forwards. Yeah, that's entirely possible. And you mentioned some of the guys they could lose. I mean, this is a long list. Trocek could potentially be lost. You mentioned Fogel. They may lose him. They've got a young player named Morgan Geeky who is just getting his feet wet in the NHL, and he's been outstanding. Dino Niederreiter, Jake Gardner, Hayden Fleury. I mean, this this is tough for Carolina. So let's get into our picks here. So as I mentioned, Mac, I took Brett Pesci, and as I mentioned, I like Brett Pesci. Carolina really doesn't want to lose him if they don't have to. 
but ultimately they might have to with some tough decision making. And since I've said mine a couple times now, Mac, I would love to hear who you picked. I went with Vinny Trocek because as much mm-hmm. as they would love to keep him, I don't know. I really don't know how you do it. I mean, I don't know how you can afford to lose a guy like Shea or Pesci, and I can't see that happening unless something bigger is in the works, and it could be. Um, but I was bouncing between Fogel, Trocek, and Hayden Flurry here, and I ended up going Trocek because, again, you, you kind of know what he is. As long as he can stay healthy, and once he gets over those injury issues, he's a really good player, Vinny Trocek. Yeah, you're right. Not an enviable situation, to say the least. All right, let's fire the cannon. Columbus. All right, let's head down to the Columbus protected list here, Matt. Now, there are a couple obvious ones in there. I think you're obviously going to protect a guy like Cam Atkinson. I think you protect Nick Nick Foligno. He's your captain, Yeah. heart and soul guy. You, you don't want to lose him. You protect Oliver Bjorkstrand. I think that they yep. do not want to lose him. And I protected Niley Rash. Yeah, Riley Nash. Oh, why am I flurring so much? <laughs> Anyways. Dubois, another no doubter. Yeah. yeah, I protected Dubois. And, and I think after that, after that, it, it's who knows what they're going to do. I mean. I had a tough time with this one as well. So so let's hear the rest of your list here. All right, the rest of my list on the defensive end, I I think you protect Seth Jones, uh, one of your best defensemen. You don't want to lose him. I yep. ended up protecting Zach Erwinski and uh, Ryan Murray. Those were the three defensemen nice. I picked. And for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, you protect Corpus Allo. In that, there you go. So my list again was pretty similar. A couple differences. I've got Nyquist protected, Kevin Stenland, a high draft pick of theirs protected, Boone Jenner, and on defense I went, of course, Wierenski and Jones and Corpusalo and Net. I was tempted to take Murray or uh, Savard, but I ended up going with Gavrikov because he's a little more affordable. He's a little younger. They like him a lot. I, I think maybe Ryan Murray or David Savard are on their way out of Columbus pretty soon because of this guy in particular. But again, like look at some of these guys that are left available here, Matt. Potentially David Savard. Potentially Ryan Murray. Potentially Josh Anderson. I mean, this is a great place for Seattle to get a really good player. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Josh Anderson, that's who I ended up Taking, I was split between Anderson and Jenner because both are yeah. very good players, both about the same age. But Anderson is less of a cap hit, and he's a year younger, and you know fairly similar production wise. So I think that Josh Anderson or Boone Jenner, either one, you really can't go wrong with. And that, so I ended up going with Anderson. Bit of a coin flip, but. As you mentioned, Matt, there's no lack of good players that will be available. And and you and I talked about this, just to mention something very briefly. You and I talked about this. Back when the expansion drafts used to happen, <laughs> you could basically protect all your star players like it was nothing. 
Yeah. Not anymore. The, the more and more you go through this list, the more and more you realize, wow, there's going to be a lot of really good players available. Yeah, and the other thing to keep an eye on here is, like, the first expansion draft, of course, with Vegas uh, a couple of years back, there were a lot of trades and a lot of big assets sent to Vegas to not select players. I don't know if we see that again, because you look at some of the hauls that they came away with. It was ridiculous. I mean, they got Shea Theodore from the Ducks for, like, really hardly anything. And and he is one of their top defensemen. And they got a boatload of other draft picks from other teams. I'm interested to see if that happens again, or it's kind of less frequent and there's less big deals. But anyway, I went with David Savard, proven defenseman, kind of a throwback defensive guy. Um, it, I was between him and Ryan Murray and Josh Anderson, but I went with him because, again, de- defensemen like that, they're hard to find. So let's move on in the division to the New York Islanders. Yeah, let's head over to Long Island. Now, for the Islanders, there's some pretty obvious ones right off the bat. You're obviously going to protect guys like Jordan Eberle. You're going to protect Anders Lee. And I think you're going to protect Jean-Gabriel Pajot. You, you Barzell. Just yeah, Barzell. So I think that Islanders, you know, there's some guys that you, you don't want to leave exposed. But I'd say they're one of the easier teams that I had to do. What about you, Mac? Yeah, uh, I think we may have a couple different picks here. But, again, I think we're going to have a pretty similar list. I have Barzell, Bailey, Lee, Beauvillier, J.G. Peugeot, Brock Nelson, Jordan Eberle. And then on defense, I went all young guys because I don't think they're super thrilled with Nick Letty there. So I went with... Pulak, Pelik, and Taze. And then in that, I've got Varlamov. Because, of course, Sorokin, who we will talk about soon, is supposed to come over next year. But he's exempt. So you've got Varlamov on that protected list as your goalie. Yeah, my uh, protected list, uh, pretty similar to yours. Uh, The only thing I will say differently that I did on the defensive front is... um, Jordan Schmaltz. I protected Jordan Schmaltz. But, you know, there's a lot of guys that I could have used that protected for, and obviously this will change between now and the expansion draft. Performances next year will play into it a lot. Yeah. Uh, So let's talk about some of the guys that they could pick. I mean, I talked about Letty. That could potentially be an option for them. The salary is a little bit much, though. You've got a young defenseman in Scott Mayfield. Young forward and Kiefer Bellows. There's always Josh Hosang, who seems to need a change of scenery. Although we don't really know if he's going to turn into anything at this point. And then the other guy I was really interested in was Casey Sezikis, because he's one of those guys that he kills a ton of penalties. He's a great defensive forward, and he can bring some offense as well. I mean, he scored, I think, over 20 goals a few times. Uh, so th- this is, again, like, you're getting a real good player here, no matter what. Yeah, you're right. And I I wanted Casey Sezikis, but I wanted to stay pretty close to the cap. I did go, I will admit, I did go over the cap, 
but that's assuming the cap does go up, which it will. And I ended up taking Josh Hosang. I think that you're going to have to take some risks here, Mac. And I think a change of scenery is what he desperately needs. And if he could go to Seattle, get a breath of fresh air, get some new line mates, get a, be in a brand new system, maybe that's what he needs. And maybe that will be one of the steals of the draft. I went with Sezikis. I'm a big fan of him. I think he could he could help out any team, especially a team that needs needs a top six center or even a third line center. He can pretty much play wherever you want him to play. Obviously, he's not a first line center. Second line would be a bit of a stretch, but maybe if you put him with some good offensive players, that could work. And now let's continue on to Broadway. I mean. The Rangers have a lot of good players that they could stand to lose here. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so let's go through that quickly, Mac. The, the big thing I found with New York, like some teams earlier on our list, you've got some no-movement clauses right off the bat. So guys like Artemi Panarin, Mika Zibanejad, Chris Kreider, those are guys that you're going to protect right off the bat because you have to. And yep. then... Uh, Jacob Truba, you're going to protect him. And then yep. before I get into the rest of my list, Mac, did you protect Henrik Lundqvist? I did not. I did not. Nope. All right. I, I, I was wondering whether you were going to go that route. I protected Gorgiev. He's yep. the younger goaltender. I think the Rangers really see him as the future, and Henrik Lundqvist will be the odd one out. And... I'm really curious to see what's going to happen with Henrik Lundqvist. I, I, yeah, yeah, that's that's going to be a fascinating story this offseason. I, I really think no matter what, he's somewhere else. Whether that's retired on a different team, he's not going to be with the Rangers, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's, it's sad to see because, you know, I'm a big Henrik Lundqvist fan. Watching him in his prime, it's just... Absolutely nuts. And I'm sure this is not the ending that the Rangers wanted for him, but I think it's the inevitable one. So, Mac, who did you you end up taking in New York? Well, I've got Panarin, Zibanejad, Kreider, uh, Truba, Georgiev, like you mentioned. And then it got a little bit tough. I protected Buchnevich because I think he's a real good young sniper. For them, they're really big on this Jesper Fast guy. He's he's kind of a really well liked player. He doesn't do anything. Sorry, he does everything well. I don't think you can let a guy like Heedel go. So I protected Heedel as well. And then Ryan Strom. I think maybe six months ago I wouldn't have protected him, but give him credit. He's had a great year. Yeah, he's played with Panarin, but. You, you know, he still had a really good year. And then Tony D'Angelo has had a fabulous season. And then I went with the young defenseman in Libor Hijack. I hope I said that right. Yeah, you did. Very good, Mac. <laughs> <laughs> now, who did you take? Because there are still some good options here. Yeah, I went with uh, Elias Anderson, another guy who highly talented player. He's had some issues, but remember, he's still a very young guy, 
and this is your chance to just pluck him from the Rangers for nothing. Why wouldn't you? Mac, would you believe it? I think that might be one of our first players where you and I actually had the same. That's there you go. But you know, but you're right. You can pluck him from the Rangers for nothing. So why wouldn't you? It's you know what? It's not fair, okay? <laughs> I feel for the Rangers here. That would suck. Yeah, you don't you don't want to lose him. He's a good player, a very good player. And uh you don't want to lose a player like that. And and if you want to hear something from uh, Hockey Prospects, I put this in on, on my notes if you want to hear some quotes from uh, HockeyProspects.com. He, Anderson, uh, he is an aggressive player who often wins races for loose pucks, and he is adept at winning one-on-one battles. That's just one quote there. That's pretty darn. That's a pretty good darn endorse, endorsement. And he's looking to be a very good player, and New York probably would hate and be kicking themselves for losing him, but you might not have a choice. Well, it's made a little easier by some of the acquisitions, like getting Ryan Strom really for not much at all, and then getting Panarin. You've got guys like Kako. You've got a ton of young talent still there. So it doesn't hurt as much as it would for other teams. But let's continue on to New Jersey here and (laughs) – Slim pickings here for Seattle. Uh, really not much available. I'm sorry I'm laughing because there's really not much here. But let's go over our list here. Yeah. For for me, the Devils are going to be an interesting team in terms of who they protect. I think that uh, we're going to see some uh, some players protected that we didn't think would be protected. But... Let's go through the obvious ones here, Mac. You're going to protect Kyle Palm- Palmieri. You're going to protect Will Butcher. You're going yep. to protect Nico Heischer. Yep. Those are the obvious ones. I also protected Pavel Zaka. I protected yep. uh, Miles Wood. I protected yep. Travis Zajac. He, yeah, he's got a big cap hit, but I think they kind of they view him as a leader. And then on the on the rest of the defensive front, you protect uh, Severson, and I protect uh, Connor Carrick, and then Corey Schneider in that. Uh, P.K. Subban has got the no movement clause. You have to protect him, remember? Oh, I didn't pop, it didn't pop up for me saying no movement clause. So I left him exposed. Interesting. Um, he does have one, though. Can you double-check that for me? Oh yeah, I'll, I'll look that up while you lay, well, lay, name off your list, and I'll look that up. And Matt, yeah, I'll go, uh, we'll get to the bottom of this. He's here for sure. Palmieri, you mentioned Zaka. I went with Jesper Brat, Joey Anderson, Miles Wood, Michael McLeod, PK Subban, Will Butcher, Severson, and Blackwood in net. But yeah, I mean. I don't know, like, you could potentially protect a Travis Zajac over one of these players. It's definitely possible. I mean, Zajac's been there for a while. He's definitely an important player. Uh, this really comes down to ownership more than the GM, in my opinion, because the ownership really has a lot of control over what the GM does there in New Jersey. So getting to the pick, again, I 
there wasn't much here, so I went with the defenseman Mirko Mueller here. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Now, looking just from a quick Google search here, Mac, he did have one in Montreal, and it doesn't sound like he has one. It doesn't look like it, Mac. Well, there you go. Because he had one, and it wasn't honored in Montreal, as you probably remember. But he, despite the salary... Would you really just let a guy go like that? I mean, he's still relatively young, and his past history of seasons is very good. Maybe he had a bad year. Um, I just can't see them letting him go, but it would be interesting. Maybe ownership will cut bait. And again, I think, I think if do. he's there, if he's there, you have to take him, don't you? Because you're a new team to the league. He's a proven player, and yeah, it's a lot of money, but if they draft the way we expect them to draft, they're going to have a ton of cap space, right? Yeah, I took him. I well, think there you ownership, go. Ownership yeah. has said they'd like to cut costs, and I think that they want to have some more cap space available to sign some of their prospects when they get over their entry-level deals. And P.K. Subban's $9 million is a lot of money that could be freed up if Seattle takes him and I, and I took him as you mentioned he's available there you need a I think you need a bit of current star power and I think PK Subban brings that he's a guy yeah, that he sells tickets too <laughs> yeah and you know what he's the type of guy that whichever city he ends up in instantly the locals love him he's a great local guy does a lot for local charities and he's a character I think he could be the Seattle whatever's Marc Andre Fleury, you know, everyone loves him. No, even if he isn't as good as he used to be, everyone will love him. He will help establish that team rather quickly, and I think it'd be a win for him. I think he'd love it in Seattle. 